Greyhound to trap one. Over. Thank you for downloading the Track One podcast. I'm Mark. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Sean Dillon, editor of the new Doctor Who spin-off, Quedge, Down the Middle, from Arc Beetle Press. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thank you for having me. How did this come about? Why, why Chris Quedge as, uh, as a character to, uh, to focus on for an anthology? Well, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't the head editor of the book. I was actually an associate editor of the book. And uh, from what I've gathered, uh, Hunter... O'Connell was who was the main editor of the book. Hook got the, uh, you know, he had conversations with people over on them. There end up. I was actually involved, invited later into the process. Uh, early June, he needed help getting it over the finish line. I I haven't read the the new adventures since since they came out in the nineties, um, and uh, I obviously remember the the character of Quedge pretty well. But it was only when I was reading the Wikipedia page today that I realised um, that, like a lot of the uh, the most memorable things happened to him after he stopped travelling with the Doctor. Oh yeah, um, it's quite that's quite a um, quite a journey he's been on uh, after that point, isn't it? Yeah, but on the other hand, he didn't turn into a bear when he wasn't travelling with the Doctor. So true. So, so this this is set obviously after um, after the new adventures after he's travelled with the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so are, there, are all of the stories sort of set in the same sort of period of his life? Oh yeah. Uh, well, technically, it's not the original Quesh. It's a clone of him from uh, who got taken by some higher powers, as it were, for legal purposes. Okay. Is uh, uh the his superiors have made him see the Doctor as the evil renegade, again, legal purposes, is as sort of a villainous figure who tried to corrupt him, and that, and he sort of does actions for them, and it's been a long time since the new adventures began. Yeah, he's just, he's been doing this for years, and he's starting to feel tired. Mm-hmm. Got um, some of the new adventures writers on board as well to um, provide some stories? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if Simon Butcher Jones was a new adventures writer, but the ones I looked at were largely new writers. Cool. Uh, so, and, um, uh, one of them is, uh, Sam Molesky, um, who, uh, listeners will know was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about his black archive. Uh, who else have you got in, in there as well? Sam Molesky, Rachel Redhead, James Hor- Hornby, Simon Butcher Jones, Greg Moggin, Vince Adden, and Evan Foreman. Uh, the stories were Hearts of Gold, Judy Collins versus Christopher Chewage, Shway. Sorry, I keep I pronounce it. Apparently, it's pronounced Shway. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Crushing Reality, The Weasels and the Warp Field. I re- when I remember the Mushroom at the End of the Universe, Soft Target, and the Eternal. Cool. So yeah, they sound they sound like intriguing titles. Um... So yeah, Mushroom at the End of the Universe, is that a play on the restaurant at the End of the Universe from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Uh, no, it's vi- uh, from, yeah, uh, that one was about, uh, essentially it was a very weird drug trip. <laughs> it, with reality collapsing in on itself. Sam Molesky's Hearts of Gold was probably one of my favorites. Uh, it's a short story about... It's set in a dating app where Chris is... It's essentially set on Space Tinder. 
or Chris's. It's a it's a romance between in two people who are on opposite sides of the universe, and Chris is spending the whole time trying to figure out out his place in life and try to find a new meaning. It's a delightfully melancholic story that really it's something to behold. Old Sam does a lot of amazing things with prose and structure. Uh, another one that I really liked was uh, Simon Butcher Jones's When I Remember and that pause in the mill isn't me blanking out. The, p- title, the point of the story is a woman Chris meets eats, doesn't remember her hometown. It's as if the whole place never existed. It, and it's a time travel story about the legacy of pulp sci-fi and the difference between who we are and what we're remembered as. And then there's The Eternal, which I describe it as Russian Doll meets eats The Witcher, but I feel like that kind of, of, of tosses away a lot of the interesting stuff that story is doing. Chris gets stuck in a time loop. The only core aspect being a woman dies at the end. Uh, and there's some uh, some other familiar faces from uh, the Doctor Who expanded universe showing up as well. Um, read that Iris Wild Time is going to appear in one of the stories. Yeah, I didn't get a ch- I didn't get a chance to read her stories. He's but I've heard lovely things about them. Fantastic. Yeah, so uh, you should be familiar um, to readers from the Eighth Doctor adventures and and her own sort of series of uh, of novels and audios as well, isn't she? Yeah, uh, so that's cool. Any any other sort of um, uh, sort of non non spoilery uh, things to look out for from from other Doctor Who areas? Uh, from Doctor Who areas, none that are not okay. spoilers. Uh, most of most of the stuff in here is largely stuff with with a uh, you know largely new stuff that's added to the universe. But I will say there are appearances from a certain faction of Doctor Who characters, if you catch my meaning. Cool. Very good. Yeah. That's great. So any any uh, plans for further adventures for, for Chris further down the line or, uh, or any okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're currently playing out three, at least, we currently have four more volumes outlined. Uh, the next one is I think due next year, it's a series. He's of, it's a series of anthology of novellas, mm-hmm. and um, and and I'm prob- I'm gonna actually be writing for volume th- for the third volume of Chewage through Chewage Adventures through Arcville Press though. Oh, I can't really though. I don't think I can get into the conceit of that one, and the conceit for volume four is amazing, and I really want. And to share it with people. Holy crap! If we can pull that off. Awesome, cool. That's uh, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Uh, so no, this is this is a great thing about Doctor Who, isn't it? You've got all these uh, all these rich characters that can uh, can carry on with a life of their own beyond uh, beyond being in Doctor Who and traveling with the Doctor. And uh, this is another great example. Yeah. yeah, you can do. You can even do. You can do new things with them. Uh, uh, care, change up the story. You don't have to. Fall back on the old, old narratives that other franchises would often do with their characters, like a, a st- off the top of my head, Star Trek. I know Star Trek has a series of characters who are just straightforward space ace badasses who 
don't listen to anyone, and it's just the most most obvious thing you could do with, with spacefaring sci-fi stuff. I mean, Kyle Katan, I think, from Star Wars, is just a, a roguish Flash Gordon type. Like, you know, like a Doctor Who, meanwhile, is just coming up, it's just a bunch of people coming up with new and interesting ideas as, and doing weird things with them. Definitely, yeah. Early in June, Hunter contacted me to do, to do some editing for the books. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I've not read a lot of books featuring Chewage. I think the only ones I've read are Happy Endings and Return of the mm-hmm. Living Dad. Ed, uh, so I was coming at, into him comp- largely blind. Uh, to help me get acclimated with the character, he, Hunter provided me with the first story of the collection, um, A Bright White Crack. To Hunter's A Bright White Crack to give me an idea of it. Uh, writing uh, of the character uh, made some didn't do any editing. Uh, what I was supposed to focus on was the characterization of Chewage and the general tone of the universe, sort of to keep it, it as morally gray, but at the same time have not be too uh, how I put this Warhammer for Ernie K. If you catch my yeah, the first story I got was did was. Sam's Hearts of Gold, which was was very much, which didn't need a lot of work on my end. Uh, some of the other stories required a bit more fine tuning. Uh, one had him be a bit too uh, Judge Dread for the characterization, rather than, and oh God, I've been doing this for, I've been a judge for. Whereas the character, from what I gathered from both from a Hunter story as well as some descriptions he's provided me, he uh. Chewage at this point in his life feels like he's just tired. He's done. He did all the. He was. He was the. He man who walked down these dark streets. It's but wasn't dark himself. Elf sort of character, and he's just tired. He he wants something else, but he can't articulate what that other thing could be. He, there's a lack of certainty at the heart of him, but also a degree of. Of a knowledge of right and wrong that he can't always he's enact upon. Some of the stories required that others were, yeah, you because know, some of them, you know, had others had moments where they, yeah, you know, there was stuff I wasn't sure about that I wanted clarification from the writers. There's a editing is very much a communal act. You're contact, you're interacting with other people and. Yeah, like I didn't get. Ch- I wasn't able to contact the authors, ers directly through the editing process, which I might have preferred, heard as it was happening. But uh, Hunter was able to give me clarification enough stuff that I wasn't sure about. It's a lot of work. I spent. Bas- I was up basically till two a.m. editing short stories at a time. Some of them were because I didn't want to stop reading them to actually give them the edits, while others were. Very slow work, just taking an entire hour on a single paragraph. That sort of work. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a stressful gig. It's a stressful job that isn't for everyone and and takes a lot of time out of the day. Hey, but it's worthwhile when you read the final book, and it all just shines perf- shines amazingly. So is that something you'd be doing any more of on the on the future? Volumes doing any editing yeah. 
Yeah, I should have mentioned this earlier, but I'm Arcbeal Press's official nonfiction editor, and I just and we just finished, and we just published a few weeks back our my first nonfiction book edited up, uh, Krista McIntyre's is back to the eleventh hour series. Uh, it's we're publishing, we're serializing in a look at the eleventh Doctor ten years later, or each fall. It's going to be three ebook volumes followed by a print version of the whole thing and going through each of the Matt Smith seasons. That sounds really interesting as well, actually. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. To check that out. Yeah. yeah, Chris has been doing amazing work and you know, we offer, yeah, she's been writing fat. It's been, it's been a delight reading her work and getting it to shine further and further. Her, uh, she's a very very good critical voice she has a knack of of pr- knack for prose writing yeah she she has a knack for this great so this 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 is the first time you've done editing for fiction is that right uh i've done poetry editing for other companies but this is the first time i've done on a full prose book a uh, prose book cool that's good um, and uh, anything else coming up from Arc Beetle Press that the listener would be interested in? Uh, there's the Siberian book, book that just came out a few, I think, back in September. Uh, I think there's some stuff going on with Probe. Okay. Probe. Is that the video um, series that the yeah the Liz, be- uh, Liz Shaw yeah. series that used to go on? Um, yeah. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, I used to have all those. Yeah, and there's some other things I think are coming out in the near future that, yeah, I think the listeners will be interested in. Definitely, yeah, definitely. We'll keep an eye on the uh, on the Arcbeat little uh, website for those. That's cool, and uh, yeah, I'd be very interested to say um, to, uh, to to read the, uh, the Chris Quedge uh, books that are coming up. Um, I say, yeah, I can I can remember him um, f- like you say. I think from from the new adventures as being quite kind of earnest um, and a little bit naive and, and kind of upbeat all the time. Yeah. Um, which was really interesting. You cut through some of the quite dark uh, stories that are in the new adventures. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, really interesting to see, uh, say what's, um, what's happened to him after that and uh, you know, how the, uh, how the universe has affected him. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, that's great. I'll say I'll put a link in the show notes to um, where we can uh, where we can find those and to the Arc Beetle website. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, where can the listeners find you on Twitter or the internet? Uh, I have I work on my I have my blog at at the I where I post most of my critical and fiction writing stuff. If I've been serializing my as a novel that I've been I'm gonna try kickstart getting a full release out of, of sometime in December. Uh, it's a solar punk novel about the death of Lassie. It's called The Tower Through the Trees. Uh, I can be found on Twitter on at DeathCrace2000 and where I pretty much talk about out media criticism um, and inadvertently get yelled at by various people. <laughs> That's Twitter for you, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> That's great. Oh, well, thank you very much for joining me today. No problem. And uh, thank you much for listening at home. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>